0: Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. Power Couples on Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen on
1: Money FM 89.3. Chris Milliken and Stephanie Nash. Stephanie, of course, is the chief people officer for Chapman CG and the global head of Camp Chapman Ventures. And Chris, the CEO of Amigos y Vinos, Singapore founder of Penguide and the author of the often read book, Red or White, It's All in Your Head. Let's start by um, talking a little bit about, about your work life and what you do. And Steph, why don't you kick off and t- tell us about your work with, uh, with Chapman and, and what you're doing with them?
2: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Glenn. Um, I have a unique opportunity that started um, nearly a year ago where I have a dual role and I'm working across the Chapman CG business, which is a global executive search firm that specializes in human resources. Mm. And there I look after people and culture, which is what I've been doing for all of my career thus far. And then I've also taken on an additional opportunity with the Chapman Group, which is to look after our global ventures business, yeah. which is to optimize assets that we have in the portfolio and look at how we grow the portfolio, particularly in businesses such as HR technology startups, which wow. is, again, where my, my experience and Matt Chapman's experience as well has has been for the, the last couple of decades. So that
1: is a full-time life you've got going on over there right now with, uh, with your new roles.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's, oh. it's fun. It's diverse. And it's a really unique opportunity because we're a global business that operates virtually, so we actually have no offices mm. and never have mm. as a, an 11-year-old startup. And so it, it does provide unique opportunities to work flexibly, but also creatively.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Chris, uh, tell us about your work with uh, with Penguin and uh, and what you're doing. So I've been making penguin
0: for the last 15 years in the country of Chile in the Maipo Valley. And about 11 years ago, started an import and export company here in Singapore, which allows us to focus 100% on our brand, Penguin, and bring it into Singapore and use Singapore as a logistics hub in order to facilitate our distribution throughout seven countries in Southeast Asia.
1: And I know the brand because uh, I drink the brand quite often. <laughs> uh, and, uh, of course, no, I've known you guys for a lot of years. But um, it's, it's really taken off, uh, and, and I think in a surprising way, I think, from my perspective seeing there's so there's so much competition out there especially when you look at what's happening in Australia and, and in the neighborhood Australia and New Zealand and you've really been able to uh, to jump into the market it's been uh, it's got its challenges there's no doubt about that uh, being yeah. that there are over 500,000
0: wine labels in the <laughs> world how do you stand out amongst those right. uh, but getting involved with singapore communities and doing some different charity work and sponsoring the singapore slingers basketball team and getting down to a local level has very much helped our brand to become more of a stable wine brand that people can know, recognize, and feel confident in that they're getting a good quality product at the same time.
1: Yeah. In the studio uh, with Chris Milliken and Stephanie Nash, our power couple this morning here on Money FM. And both of you have been longtime contributors to the Singapore community, both both the American community in Singapore, but also uh, looking more broadly at uh, other things going on around town. How important is it for you guys to contribute to things beyond your work life in Singapore?
2: yeah I think it's um, it's essential we We came here um, more than eleven years ago. We thought we would be here for up to two years maximum um, and increasingly found ourselves rooted in Singapore and a significant contributing factor to that has been the various communities that we found ourselves getting involved with, yeah. whether that was the American Association of Singapore, which chartered the American Chamber of Commerce as well as the American Club of Singapore. And of course, the Singapore American School and all of these various communities have meant different things for us at different times of our lives, Mm. whether they were early in our children's. Um, education and life, as for both of us, Chris and I, professionally, and also socially, as we've gotten to know people who have both come and gone yeah. in Singapore over that time, but also, in particular, those who have who have stayed with us um, here in Singapore as part of that community. Of course, yourself and and, yeah. and your yeah. wife Kat and your <laughs> your kids have been a, yeah. a significant part of that. Sure, um, but also taking on um, social. Events um, such as the Singapore Slingers, as well as being involved with other important societies in, Ch- in Singapore, such as the Singapore Children's Society, mm. Willing Hearts, etc.
1: There's so much to do to, to contribute in, in this town. Chris, how about from your side? I know that you do a lot through Penguin uh, with a lot of different uh, organizations and charities. So being in the wine industry, of course,
0: uh, we can be very um, influential, I guess, to a lot of the benefits and galas and things that take place around Singapore for which there are many. Mm-hmm. And we probably host or sponsor or somehow assist one charity every two weeks at a minimum, I would say. Really. Wow. Uh, it's something that giving back to the community is very important to us. And uh, it also does resonate with the people who attend these events that they see that we support the, the local charities. And I think that we also, it's the power of wine, or call it the power of alcohol, <laughs> but, Uh we ensure everybody has a great time as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, the power of drink, huh? <laughs> whatever, <laughs> exactly. that, whatever that may be uh, for you guys. Now, you have two, uh, two, two beautiful daughters that uh, are, are in school at the American School. And when you think about the, the family unit, there's so much going on with work and with charity and, and all these other great things that you do. But I know that from having known you for a number of years now that family life is is if not at the top right up at the top uh, near the top in terms of your priorities and how do you how do you manage to juggle uh, and and to mix i should say all the family with the charity with the work with the travel with everything what's what's your philosophy or your thoughts on that stephanie
2: I think that um I'd love to say that we have more time actually together than we really do. But I think that what we try and do is maximize the time that we have together and the time that we can plan to be together. And so it means that we have to tag team (laughs) Mm. and we have to communicate. And we have another important dynamic in our family in addition to ourselves and our kids, which is um, the woman who's been working with us, uh, our helper, Conti. And so we find that that level of communication across the five of us Is essential, so we do things like we do in the workspace. We have an app that we share (laughs) that includes all the scheduling in terms of what's happening for us um, professionally, socially, and academically and sports wise. Um, We use our calendaring functionality, we communicate via WhatsApp and have a number of different family chats, Mm. Um, and so we really look to communicate as regularly and frequently and as in advance, as we possibly can, and really sit down on each Sunday and look at what's the schedule ahead and figure out who's going to be where for what um, and what different things will be required for each of those commitments that we have over the course of the week that
1: is a lot <laughs> that is a lot I mean to keep track of and I think everybody probably everyone, anyone who's listening who has a family knows that you know the demands of work life in Singapore require that sometimes you take extraordinary measures just to keep in touch with your family members and uh, you know like as you're mentioning you know making the most of calendars and, and things like that now, how about from your side Chris and, you know the this idea of making sure you have enough time with the girls and meeting their needs and and hanging out and going to their events and all that, in addition to all your events. Uh, You know, I know
0: that my evenings are are pretty much consumed by events and and commitments Mm -hmm. that I have. So, but the one time that I absolutely am certain that I get the quality time with my daughters is first thing in the morning. Hmm. I know that I can, even if it's just five minutes, I know that they're going to be there in the morning. I know I can be there in the morning. And it's a great way to ensure that everybody's day is starting off the right way yeah, yeah. and just connecting with them to say, what do you have on today? What are you doing today? And to be aware and to create some sort of a dialogue as well, um, especially as they're becoming teenagers right now. It's easy for them just to go into their rooms and, and mm. shut things out. Right. That's the, yeah. the teenage way. Yeah. But uh, to just get that five minutes even with them to know that
1: the day is starting off is, is very important to me. And you've been in Singapore for how many years now?
2: nearly 12 12 more, yeah. yeah more than 11
1: yeah and but yeah, i know you've lived other places you've lived around the world and and the kids are growing up as third culture kids how important is is it for you for them to be brought up in this multicultural culture
2: yeah, I think it's one of the, the questions we ask ourselves on a regular basis from the perspective of do we think we're making the right decision? Because obviously being here in Singapore with friends and family also means equally that we are away from friends and family that are, that are back in the U.S. Yeah. And so we look for ways to um, bring the best together. And so each year we do Um, prioritize going back to the U.S. for um, as long as we can, typically over the North American summer, which aligns with the kids' school break, Mm. um, and use that time to be in the same location where it allows friends and family to come visit us, which provides a place for people to to come and be together. And it's, it's predictable. It's easy. And it means that we can create memories together in that location. Yeah. And when we're not there, um, we look for ways to really take advantage of the incredible part of the world that we're in. So in other school breaks, we look for ways to enjoy the best of Asia Pacific. And whenever possible, more indifferent than that, but really looking at how we take advantage of the... The time that we can officially commit to being together in one location.
1: Yeah, Chris, what are some of the, the special moments? You mentioned morning time is is important, but what are some of the other kind of moments that you think about spending time with the girls and 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 getting together? Is it is it the travel around the region? Is it you know what what are the the moments that matter? If I can put it that way, I would definitely say you
0: have to look at life sometimes as a quality versus quantity aspect and that you know you're not going to get to spend every single day being right there beside them and that that when you can get a time that you really take advantage of it and that you recognize that you need to focus on the quality of that time Mm -hmm. so when we're traveling making sure that, you know, try to put those phones down and do things that are engaging with the family and create a dialogue, create conversation, I think is very important. But also for me, it's about making sure that I go to their sporting events whenever I possibly can and just that they know someone's there cheering for them. It's not necessarily the fact that they need to hear you cheering. Yep. It's the support of knowing that somebody's there, uh, giving them the little extra motivation to get out there and, and do something that they enjoy with confidence.
1: Yeah, and I, and I know Samantha and Alexis are probably listening so how do you deal with devices? You've got, you've got at least four of them in your family. I would probably say probably six or seven if you count so up all of them. it right? turns out
0: if you wrap a piece of tape around their hand and their thumbs are now connected to their hand, they, they can't use the device oh, very well. okay. That's interesting. Kind of draconian, but interesting.
1: But, you know, we, we struggle with that too yeah. as, as well. And, and, you know, the natural tendency, and not just for the kids, but for us adults too, is to always be checking WhatsApp and, you know, emails and Facebook and whatever else. How do you manage to really have those unplugged times, or or is it kind of a losing battle?
2: <laughs> I, I'd like to believe it's it's a battle we'll continue to um, to persevere. We one of the one of the commitments that we've made to each other that we do tend to hold to, true to is no devices at meals. Yeah. And so whether it's the morning breakfast with Chris and the girls, or it's the time when we do have dinners together, whether it's the four of us or three of us or even just two of us, and certainly an time on the weekend when we're having a meal together at home or out, we have a no devices rule yeah. that just simply for that limited period of time allows um, more engaging conversation. We then, of course, try and take the guidance from the school, from our friends, <laughs> from others around limiting the amount of device time. Ensuring that priorities such as homework mm-hmm. um, are achieved and, sure. and other social social obligations, but I would say we're open to ideas and <laughs> suggestions. Right, but yeah. trying trying what we hear um, and what we learn is is working for others.
1: Yeah, and, and Chris, as you look forward, uh, you know the girls as they're getting older and, and making their way through high school and things. How do you think your family time will need to change or need to be altered or or Um, you know, kind of move into the next uh, iteration. What what does that look like? Or have you thought
0: about that much? Um, That is a great question. And to just think about how our daughters as teenagers are developing and, and how they use their time and what they use their time to do. Um, we're shifting away from, we don't even have cable television anymore in yeah. our house. It's just, why would you? Why would you, exactly? <laughs> uh, everything's coming you know, off the device, off the internet. And keeping things like that, just knowing, try to know what they're watching. Why are they watching it? What's engaging for them? What's intriguing to them? Because they have this unlimited access to information and data and... What they want to know, and is it more factual or is it more fictional? And, mm. and uh, understanding what inspires them, what's really encouraging them to go after new information, uh, is very important. So staying engaged about what is inspiring you right now, and you know, we're at this point where people are saying to our daughter, "Are you thinking about college? What do you, what do you want to be in life?" And mm-hmm. we're at this point of, who the heck knows where, <laughs> what we want to you be? You don't in even life. know what you <laughs> want. To be. Exactly. I don't, when I grow up. <laughs> Uh, so you know being being supportive that you don't have to know the answer to that right now, but certainly continue to follow the things that are interesting you and you know that if that's what's doing it for you, then continue to follow those things.
1: Yeah. Well awesome. Thanks so much. Great to have you both in the in the studio today, Stephanie Nash and Chris Milliken, our power couple today on Money FM. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us, Glenn. To listen
0: to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg